So we, we thank our veterans for their service to our nation, to our country. Service is a word that encapsulates many different things. For veterans, it means having the willingness to go into battle and possibly putting your life on the line in battle, in war. For most of us, it's probably not uh, that daunting. It's probably not daunting for us to serve. Uh, For most of us, service may mean helping out a friend, giving food to someone who is hungry, providing gifts for those in need, driving someone to a doctor's appointment, or even cutting a neighbor's grass. But I think we would all agree that if you want to bless someone, you will need to serve them in some kind of way. The problem this morning, or the problem with us, is that often we get scared with the concept of serving. You know, we might think, oh, how much time out of my already busy schedule is this going to take? How much of my personal resources will be required or will be involved? Do I really want to get that involved? Sometimes we might think to ourselves, you know, that's serving them, you know, helping people out. That's someone else's job. Maybe we think, oh, the government should do that. The church should do that. Or maybe Tim and the elders should do that. And so we simply just don't do anything. In this series called Bless, we are talking about the five everyday ways to love your neighbor and to change the world. In their book, Bless, John and Dave Ferguson, those brothers, shared some simple things that we can incorporate into our everyday lives to help our neighbors simply see Jesus. Each letter of the word bless can remind us of one of these things. So like three weeks ago, uh, the, the, when we started with the word or the letter B, what did that stand for? Begin with prayer. That's right. So uh, we asked you that first week to identify eight people around you that you could be in prayer for. Uh, Then we jump to the next week with the letter L. What did that stand for? Listen. That's right. Uh, We need to begin to just listen to folks. Listen to these people around us. We need to have conversations with them so that we can know what their needs are so we can pray for them more effectively. Then a couple weeks ago, uh, I was up here. It was a fifth Sunday that day, and, uh, but I, I, I took the letter E, and what was the E? What did that stand for? Eat. That's right. That's something we love to do, a lot of us, and uh, we do this every single day. So why not invite some of these folks, these eight people uh, on our list, to join us for a meal Uh, This will give us opportunities to listen to them and even pray for them. Uh, Last week, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Steve Hill was here just filling in, and and he did an awesome job. But now we're back on track. He he didn't do anything with the Bless series, but now we're back on track, and we're covering the first S today. Um, But as the title of the message says, and maybe you figured it out by now uh, through things that Cruz said this morning or or whatever, but the S stands for serve. 
The S stands for serve. You see, to bless your neighbor, Jesus invites us to serve. In the scriptures, we discover that Jesus himself set an example for us. He set the example for us. Throughout his ministry, from the start of it to the end of it, Jesus was serving. You might remember his first miracle that took place at a wedding, at a wedding feast. Uh, He was joining some folks at this particular wedding, and they ran out of wine. They didn't have uh, many drink options back in that day. Um, And and running out of wine, that was a big-time ordeal. That was a big-time thing. That was a disaster, even, to run out of wine at a marriage uh, feast like that. So Jesus' mother, Mary, asked Jesus to help out. And even though he told his mom, his earthly mother, uh, there really wasn't time for him to reveal himself in that kind of capacity, uh, Mary went around to those that were in charge of the party and said, hey, that guy over there, do what he tells you to do. Okay? And there, he, talking about Jesus, turned water into wine. And it wasn't just any kind of wine. They said that the wine was the best wine that they had ever had. Had. By this action, Jesus used his power to serve people that were there at that wedding, there at that feast. Um, they had a need, and Jesus used his power to help out with that need. This morning, we will focus on how Jesus served at the end of his ministry. On that Thursday night, he took his disciples into the upper room. And there they enjoyed the Passover feast, the Passover meal. And this would be their last Passover meal together as a group with he and his disciples. Of course, they didn't know this, talking about the disciples, but Jesus did. And he took a moment to teach them about serving in the upper room. This morning, let's uh, read John 13. And uh, verses 1 through 17, John 13, 1 through 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the mill, took off his his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, 
and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who, who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher, you call me Lord, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you should also go around and wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do this as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. As we think about this passage from John, I think it's easy to see why serving was so important. I would like to share three things this morning about service and why, if we follow Jesus' example, our service can be a true blessing to others and also ourselves. This morning, let's look at the purpose of serving. The purpose of serving. It's to bless those within our proximity. Our proximity. Jesus blessed his disciples by humbling himself to serve them. When we serve those who are within our sphere or circle of influence, those who are close to us in our proximity, we will be blessing them. Think about the eight folks that you have on your list. The purpose of serving or, or service is to also to meet needs. We need to meet needs. The act of, uh, of feet washing was not a ceremonial act. It was a necessary act. It was something that needed to be done. Now, you know, just think about how all the disciples were meeting Jesus up in this upper room on that Thursday and think about how nasty their feet must have been. Now, I got Brooks shoes on this morning. Uh, you know, we got Nikes, Adidas, you know, so many different kinds of shoe companies out there. But these guys had to walk around in sandals, like, all their lives. But can you imagine how nasty their feet must have been as they were coming to dinner that night? How many of you guys know someone with nasty feet? <laughs> now, think about that and times it by, like, 10, okay? But they had nasty feet, but they were coming up to this upper room. They were about to recline around a table and food was about to be uh, served to them while they had these nasty feet. When we serve, just notice what needs to be done. What would bless a person, an individual, a group of people maybe? Would it be a meal? Would it be a ride? And hey, six months out of this year, I know what it's like to need a ride. All right, thank God I can drive now. I was, you know, if you don't know, I couldn't drive for six months due to, to uh, some medical precautions, you know, that sort of thing. I came off some medicine. But uh, thank you so much, by the way, for those of you that served and provided a ride for yours truly. I appreciate that. But maybe, you know, someone needs some financial support. Maybe it's just listening. Maybe it's a visit to the hospital to visit someone that's sick. It doesn't have to be some big or amazing thing. 
We just need to do what needs to be done. Another purpose is that it sets an example of being humble and being kind. Jesus showed what true humility is. He was the master, and yet he, being the son of God, was serving them, his followers. He wasn't just serving them, but he did the lowest job that was available. Jesus said, no servant is greater than his master. When we serve, we need to set an example for the world, for those around us. Another purpose today, and this is a big one, is that we need to be more like Jesus. We need to be more like Jesus. Jesus came to serve and not be served. This was a total shift from the culture of how things were back in in, in biblical times. You know, because usually it was the rich, it was the powerful that were served, not the other way around. Mark 10, in uh, verse 45, reads, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. When we, when you and I serve others, we are acting like Jesus. And isn't that what we are called to do on an everyday basis? We are called to be like him. And that's the best thing for us to do is just simply serve and set that Jesus example to the world around us. Another purpose this morning is to receive a blessing. Receive a blessing. Jesus said, those who do this, who serve, will be blessed. Yes, folks, when we serve others, we are blessing them, but we are blessed all in the, in the process there. I will come back to this point here shortly. But ultimately, our purpose is to bless so people will know Jesus' love. Jesus wanted his disciples to know that he loved them. His act of service was an example of his love. Going back to our text this morning, verse 1 there in John 13 says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. That verse has also been translated, He now showed them the full extent of his love. When we humble ourselves and we serve others, we are revealing the love of Jesus to those people. Each of us has within our ability to fulfill that purpose for which God has put us here. Serving others is key every single day. We could truly be representatives as we help other people. This morning, also, uh, let's look at the power, the power of service. Some might not uh, consider serving as a powerful thing. In fact, it may be viewed from a standpoint of weakness at times. Don't the weak serve the powerful? But again, Jesus turned the whole concept upside down. He turned it on his head. 
It's truly, it's truly those who are tapped into God's power who are the best able to serve. Jesus showed the true, that true power serves the powerless. Jesus showed that true power serves the powerless. Jesus served many, many times in his ministry. Many of those occasions, we see Jesus performing miracles and healing people. He healed the lame. He healed the blind, the deaf, the sick, you know, folks like that. In Luke 7 and verse 22, he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and what you have heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus served with the power of God, his Father. The power of who? God. He promised that we also would serve with that very power. John 14 and verses 12 through 14 say, uh, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works that I've been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father will be or may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name. And Jesus says, I will do it. The same power Jesus used is available to you and I. The same spirit, he used that, and we can too. When we serve in his name, God can do great things. You see, when we serve others through the power of God, we can change lives. Let me tell you guys an example of this. Um, you know, every few years here at Christ Church, uh, we, we get a group together, and through the years that I've been youth minister here, a lot of these uh, people that come together for this particular trip are, are youth, but we've had some adults go as well. But uh, every few years, we uh, get a team together, and uh, we go to Mexico, uh, down to Ensenada, Mexico. It's on the Pacific side, uh, about two hours from San Diego. And uh, we team up with this ministry down there called Yugo Ministries. And uh, the, the main purpose of Yugo Ministries is to build a house for a family in four days. Say four days. And I, I'm serious when I say that. Four days. Okay. But uh, we get there on Sunday. Uh, we are paired up with a foreman because a lot of us don't know what we're doing. Okay, but, uh, but we get paired up with a foreman. The foreman, you know, has a plan, instructions, because they do this all year long, okay? But, uh, but also on Sunday, we meet the family that we're going to be building this house for. And it's so cool, to, you know, to, to start loving on them and talking with them. And, and all that kind of stuff. It's so great. So like Monday morning, we get to the building site and there's already a, uh, a cement slab there that a house is going to be built on. And we get out of the vans and, and, and we go, we listen to the foreman and he tells us what to do. And before you know it, like frame two by four walls are going up. 
And by the end of that week, we have done the framing. We have put a roof on this thing, including shingles, uh, drywall, mudding, painting, electrical, stuff like that. I haven't had the uh, privilege of, of building a house where plumbing was involved. But by that fourth day, they have a house, basically with two rooms, a kitchen and a dining area and a bedroom. And it's so great, as you're about to leave that site, you circle up and everyone says something as we pass a key around of what it's meant to us to be a part of this service project. And finally, the key comes around to the new owners of the house. And let me tell you, those people's lives were changed because of that service. And hey, we, we hope to take another trip to Mexico pretty soon. So if God is doing something right now, if his spirit is stirring your heart, say, I want to I go and do that. Please talk to me afterwards today. I would love to talk to you some more. But lastly this morning, let's look at the pleasure of service or serving. I think it is true that when we help others, we are often more blessed than the people that we have attempted to help. This is because God created us with the heart to help. This is part of God's character. There is a description of God as being omnibenevolence or all good. As the Apostle Paul was preparing to leave the Christians in Ephesus, he gave them basically a goodbye speech. And in that speech, he had this to say, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words that the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So the concept, so the concept that is better to give than to receive came from Jesus Christ himself. This is because God takes pleasure in blessing us. Jesus took pleasure in healing, helping, and guess what? Serving. God is benevolent. He is good. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is loving. And my friends, God is kind. Psalm uh, 145 verses 8 and 9 read, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. God is so gracious that he sent Jesus, his only son, as a, sacrif a sacrificial offering to save us. Everyone in here, everyone in this world. We were created in God's image, and Jesus said that we would do the same things that he has done, even greater things than he has done. I want to close today's message by telling y'all about a veteran. It's Veterans Day weekend. This veteran was a combat medic that served with the United States Army during World War II. He was a corporal that served with an infantry 
Company. He was twice awarded the Bronze Star Medal for actions in Guam and also in the Philippines. He went on and further distinguished himself in the Battle of Okinawa by saving 50 to 100, and word has it, maybe around 75 soldiers. Becoming the only conscientious objector to receive the Medal of Honor for his actions during the war, World War II. The soldier's life has been the subject of many books, including the 2004 documentary, The The Conscientious Objector, and also the 2016 Oscar-winning film, Hacksaw Ridge. The soldier that I'm talking about, his name is Desmond Doss. Desmond Doss. Some of you may be familiar with that name. Doss served as a combat medic because he refused to kill enemy soldiers or carry a weapon due to his personal beliefs with the Seventh Day Adventist Church. But thinking about the Battle of Okinawa during World War II, saving the lives of 50 to 100 soldiers that were wounded, how awesome is that? So great. What great service that was by Doss, Desmond Doss. Jesus said that we would do great things, great things of service. And and Desmond Doss is just one example. My friends today, let's get out and serve. Let's get out and serve because in order to bless our neighbors, That's one of the things that we need to do. Serve, serve, and serve. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you so much for just this command to get out and help those in need, to serve those that need some help in their lives. God, right now, I just pray that we can take the words that we have all heard today. And hopefully these words have just challenged us to do a better job of just blessing those around us with service. God, I pray that that will start today as soon as we, or maybe even before we leave this this building. But God, let us just go out and just serve each other. God, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus, for his great example of service. He was your son, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, but still he wrapped a towel around his waist and he got down and he washed his disciples' feet there in the upper room. The same night that he was going to be handed over, and later be crucified. God, thank you so much for Jesus' example. Let's learn from that, but let's go out, as I said, and just serve others. Let's bless people with our service. And we pray all this in your name. Amen.